Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Heavenly Father, I need your help. Holy Spirit, would you fill me now? I only want to speak your words. I only want to say what you say. If I say anything wrong, let those words just fall down. Let everyone just forget that they even were said. But if I say something that's from you, will it just sink into our hearts, become seed that explodes on the inside and grows into a tree and brings forth fruit in our lives. We ask in the wonderful name of Jesus, amen, amen. Just knock your neighbor there and say, are you awake? Come on, are you awake? I want to deal with a subject this morning, spiritual warfare. I was speaking uh, two weeks ago, and God hasn't finished dealing with me yet. And I am so fired up, I'm trying to remain as calm as I possibly can and collected. And no, 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 don't encourage me. I've got, I've got to be focused. <laughs> I've got to be focused. Um, we serve an awesome God. And he has done so much for us. We looked two weeks ago, and just to put you all in the same picture, there are two realms the Bible talks about. Paul specifically, in the book of Ephesians, six times he mentions these different realms that we have. Let's look at the earthly one first. At the bottom, we have this earthly, physical realm. This is the realm in which you live. This is your house, this is your job, this is your family, this is where we are right now. It's sensual, we have emotions, we, we operate in this realm. And there is also, the Bible says, a spiritual realm associated with this earth. The, the, it's the devil. He's a, a spirit being, he's the god of this world, he's the prince of the air in this bottom realm. He has weapons at his disposal. The Bible says he's the father of lies. He's a liar. Everything he says is wrong. He's a tempter. He's a deceiver. He blinds people's eyes. Now, in the opposite, up top, we have God's kingdom. We have the spiritual realm. We have the heavenly realm. We have where angels are enthroned, and uh, 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 they are waiting for us. This is where Paul says we are seated in, with Christ in heavenly places. So although we are physically down here, we also have the spiritual position of authority that we have at the top. The weapons that we have and God has is far superior to the weapons of the enemy. You see, when God's weapons are used and when they are activated, they override, it overchanges things that are happening in this physical realm. When God's weapons are used, it halts, it nullifies, it cancels, it reverses, it overcomes that which the enemy is doing. Are we prepared to go up higher and use his weapons that he has given to us. The devil likes to work in the realm of people. He likes to work in our minds. Think of those weapons there, lies, temptation, deceit, blinding of eyes. It's all got to do with what? Our minds. Our minds is the biggest thing there. He's working with us. He's going through people. The Bible says he even deceives nations. Listen to this verse here, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on Manchester United and City. No, sorry, I didn't say that. Those of the who live according to the flesh, 
We live in this realm, but where's our focus? There's nothing wrong with sports. There's nothing wrong with eating, by the way. The last time I checked, you need to eat to survive. We need to have recreation. So that was a joke, a silly one, because I don't support football. I can make it. Um, but what we're doing, what is, where's your focus? Where are you looking at? Down here, or is it going to be up? Because it says that those who set their minds on the things of the Spirit, they set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To them, it is life. For to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is peace. Because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it cannot be subject to the laws of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who of the flesh cannot please God. When we believe the devil's lies, when we start to engage with him there, we are partnering with his lies. We start to partner with him and we're enabling him and we're empowering him to operate in our lives. However, when we begin to focus on God's realm and the things of the heavenly realms, we are protected, we are shielded from his attacks because we have authority over him, because we are God's children. Where are you setting your mind? Will you come up higher with me and look at the new realms from a different perspective? Now, I know what I'm saying is upsetting a couple of religious folk because they like to think that it's all about the spirit. It's all about your heart. Your mind is up here. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible actually says it starts here. The Bible says that we have an eye gate. We have an ear gate. Everything we hear and see comes into here into our minds. We process it in our minds, and from there it goes down into our hearts. So if we're listening to the devil's lies and his deceit, we're hearing it, we're seeing it, it's coming into our minds, we're processing it. We might even repeat it. But it's going into our heart and it develops fear. But if we do God's way and we set our focus on God's system, we're looking at His words, what He says, testimonies about how good God is, comes in through our eyes and our ears, we'll even repeat it. It goes into our heart and it develops faith. Can you see how it's working for us? So I want to ask you a question. How do we actually fight? Where are you fighting from? Look at this verse here. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. A final word. Finally, brethren, some of the more traditional translations say, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece uh, of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Some translations say, stand firm. Others say, therefore, stand, as the official King James says. This week, I had a disaster. Absolute disaster. It's not my fault. It's Rick's fault. Rick, I'm calling him out right now. He asked me to go online and buy him a piece of equipment that we need for the church. I go onto the silly store, and I have to buy this important thing. You have to answer 20 questions. I'll go through everything. And right near the end, you have to put in your credit card details. So I take the church's credit card, which is a business account, and I put it in there, and I put in the number, and I say, purchase. And it comes up with, your card has been blocked. Now, 
I start to get cross because this isn't the first time this has happened. This is now the third time in about three or four months that this has happened. So I'm starting to get into a little bit of a sweat, and I'm starting to get a little bit mad and everything. I can't believe what is happening to me. Really, it's just not fair. I'm tired. I'm busy. I've got things to do, and here I'm doing his job. <laughs> I love you, Rick. So anyway, I've got this genius idea. I decide I'm going to phone the shop. And I'll give them my credit card details over the phone. Therefore, it doesn't go through the internet. Anyhow, so I phone them. And you know what happens when you start to phone somebody? They ask you a whole lot of questions. And I had to create an online account, a stupid iTunes thing, account, or whatever. I don't even want it. I just want to buy something. 20 minutes later, this lovely lady helps me. She says, I need your credit card details. And I'm about to start reading my credit card details when the phone goes dead. No connection. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I tell you, I'm getting right mad now. No connection, I phone back. I phone back and it's, a, it's just one of these massive help things. He says to me, I can't get you back to the same lady. You're going to start the process all over again. I was so mad. Oh, and I was mad. Man, I tell you, I was really getting upset. So then I decided, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and phone the bank and sort this once and for all. Because now you got me cross. My goodness, I'm spitting at the lips and, and I'm really getting a bit mad. So I phoned this amazing big blue bank. <laughs> and I, I get a computer. Now, <clears throat> let me just tell you about this computer here. This computer, <laughs> this computer can't understand South African. It says, enter your details. So I do. Five, four, three, two, one, whatever the number is. At the end, it says, please enter your card details. I just did. Next thing, I am screaming at a computer. All I want to do is talk to a person. I am so mad. I get through to a person. Now, I'm getting through to a person. And this lovely gentleman, he answers and says, hello, this is business banking. Finally, I'm through to the right place. He's asked me all these security questions. Can you remember when your credit card comes through, what statement date it is? And I answer all these amazing questions by God's divine wisdom and revelation. I get the answer, and he looks on the system. He says, oh, you're a business customer. Duh. I just found that number. So he says, no, I can't help you. I only do domestic. But you answer the phone as business banking. Now I'm ready for him. Bring it on. Come on. I'm ready to tango. Thank you, Rick. I have lost all my anointing. I'm fighting the devil right now, right here. Listen, forget this gentleman's there. I'm fighting Satan himself in a computer system. My goodness. I am mad. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind, I say. I'm going to go into social media. I'm going to use the mob mentality. I'm going to gather up all these reviews and I'm going to blacklist them. I'm going to so annihilate this bank with my reviews. They're not going to know what's hit them because I'm going to get them. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to, I'm going to cancel my account. I'm not going to bank with the blue bank anymore. I'm going to go to the red bank. I am mad. And then I start to laugh when I hear bad things about it. Oh, bad karma's happening to them. <laughs> I am about fighting flesh and blood. That poor gentleman, he only works there. He didn't write the system. 
Satan did. <laughs> You're all laughing, but you know it's true. Why don't we come up higher? You see, now you come up a little higher, and you want to fight. You want to tango. You want to tango. <laughs> Listen, look what's going to happen. I come up higher. And now we're going to get all spiritual. I'm going to fight the devil. For we war not against flesh and blood, but against the enemy, the devil. I'm going to fight the devil. Nowhere in Scripture does it tell you to fight the devil. Nowhere. It tells you to fight the good fight of faith, not the devil. But Wayne, aren't you reading that verse? Yeah, I am doesn't tell you to fight the devil. You see, when I start to fight the devil, I'm not, I am now going to be a contender with him. He's not under my feet. I'm now contending with him. He's, I'm not a champion and an overcomer. I'm a contender. So I take on all the pressure of fighting for myself. I take extra medication because I'm getting so stressed out. I get into anxiety and depression. The attacks that he brings upon me are relentless, debilitating. So do you know what I do? I eat. And I get fat. Don't look at me like that. You go stress shopping, don't you? And you buy stuff and you get into debt. The Bible didn't tell us to fight the devil. He said, come up higher. Or we prepared to come up to another higher level and not fight the devil. When we come up, we now get into the third level. We have his strategies, his wisdom. He has already disarmed the enemy, Colossians 2 says. He has given us authority, Luke 10 says. We have the victory. We are more than conquerors, Romans and 1 John 1 says. We have the keys of the kingdom, and whatever we bind is bound, and whatever we lose is loosed. Will I come up higher? When I come up higher to the third zone, when I come up into God's zone, we find rest for our souls. We get the victory even when we're sleeping. When I'm resting at night, I can have the rest and victory because the angels are working on my behalf. This is the only realm when I come up higher. The only realm where Satan is under my feet. When I'm fighting on the middle ground here, I'm a contender. When I come down here, he's on top of me. I'm under his feet. When you start to fight people. You guys love the Psalm 91. Psalm 91, you all love it? Why don't you just go home and read it again, please? Psalm 91 says this. Just listen to these words. He who dwells in the secret place of? Somebody say heavenly realm. It's up there. He shall be under the shadow of the almighty God. Come up higher. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress. In him will I trust. When you're on that higher level, the rest of the psalm applies to you. It says, he will deliver you. Not you. You weak, puny. He will do it. He will cover you. His truth and shield will protect you. It will not come even near you. Only with your eyes will you see it. You'll be up here looking down. A thousand on my left, ten thousand on my right, and it's not coming near me. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High, 
your dwelling place. He will give his angels charge over you. Stop fighting. Verse 14 says, because you have set your love on me. Oh, wait, verse 13. You will tread upon the lion, the cobra, and the serpent, the snake of old, the devil. When he's under your foot, you don't fight him. You squash him. Because you've got authority. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't like the sermon. Would we come up higher? Well, what are we going to do when he does attack? Because let's face it, he does attack us. That verse there, let's read it again. Let's see what it actually says. Because we are so locked into a certain train of thought. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, or his mighty power. Put all on God's armor so that you are able to? I said you are able to what? So what are you to do? Fight? Stand firm. That's all you're supposed to do. And it goes on, for we're not fighting flesh and blood, etc. And then it says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you are able to resist the devil. Stop. That's all you do. You're saying stop. And after that, the battle is still saying you will stand firm. Stand your ground. You are called to stand, not to fight. Take off the boxing gloves, come up higher, and resist and stand. Let me give you an example. Give you an example here quickly. Luke chapter 10. Behold, I give you, Jesus speaking, I give you authority to trample on scorpions and snakes and scorpions, yeah, and over all the power of the enemy. I want you to imagine for a moment a 10 ton articulated vehicle truck. You know, those massive trucks, maybe an oil tanker. You know the ones that get paid so much? Those drivers, them. Okay? And, and he's hurtling down the motorway, and, and he's coming down the road, and there's some accident or something. So there's a little traffic officer. My, she's small. She's, she's only five foot four, and she's got her uniform on and everything like that. She's got her badge, and she steps out into the middle of the motorway, and what does she say? Stop! Now let me just give you the reality. The reality is she's no match for that truck. If that truck hits her, the reality is she's squashed. In fact, he'll just take his windscreen wipers and go, shik, shik, and she's gone. <laughs> That's all. She is no match. She can't fight that big giant. There's nothing she can do. But she stands there and she says, stop. Now listen, that truck driver, he knows what's going to happen if he doesn't stop. Because she's backed up with the whole uh, uh, police force. And if that doesn't work, we've got the whole army and the whole government. And you don't want to mess with Boris or Sunak or anyone else, do you? <laughs> so that truck driver knows, I better stop or I will land in jail and I will not see the daylight again for a very, very, very long time. And he jams on the brakes. She stands her ground and says, stop. Now, what would happen if she said, stop, and then she stood to the side, just in case? He will just go, <laughs> she's, she's not real. She's not for real. I think I can squeeze one more through. Am I right? Oh, no, she doesn't. She stands in the motorway, and she says, stop. She resists, and now she stands, make my day. <laughs> and does she move? No, she just stands. Stop, I said, that's it. And that truck 
comes squealing, locks its brakes, does everything that it can do, and it jams on brakes, and it stops just in front of her. That's the authority that you and I, that's what this verse is talking about. The enemy is like a massive truck. The sickness that's on your body says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You're going to live with this pain for the rest of your days. It's driving down the motorway, going to ride right over you. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your family relations. Something's shouting at you loud. Have you heard how big their horns are and how boisterous they are? You're going to fight them. Oh, please, you're going to be wiped out if you fight them. What do you do? You resist. Stop. Now I stand in the authority that I have because I have armies of heaven backing me up. I have Jesus Christ himself backing me up. And those angels, they'll come flooding down. You don't want to mess with me. I said, stop, and I'm not moving. When you hear somebody say, Wayne, I've tried that before. They said, uh, stop, and they made way. I tried it. It didn't work for me. You have to stand there and stop and say, I don't care what it takes. I'm not budging. Wayne, Wayne, what happens if you die? Well, then I'm dead. And I'm in heaven. In God's presence. I win. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot. You guys have all got the fear of death in you. You fear death. You're so terrified what the devil might do. You're scared to stand and resist and say, enough. Leave my family alone. I resist you in the name of Jesus. You want some scripture? I'll give you one. Cast all your cares. Your worries on him. He cares for you. Be sober minded because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion. It's not a lion, like just a big noise. Seeking who can devour. Resist him and stand. You're not messing with my husband. Not messing with my life. Not messing with my house. My car. I'm not, I'm resisting. That's it. And the Bible says in James, when you resist him, he will flee. In fact, that the, the word flee indicates put your tail between your legs and run terrified. Submit to God, it says. Submitting to God is not, I'm worthless. I'm just, I'm just such a broken person. Jesus, it wasn't for you. <laughs> You're a little weak. And, no. Do you, know what, do you know what submission means? I believe God's word over better than my own opinion. What he says is important. He said it, therefore I believe it. That's submission. That's not pride. That's not arrogance. That's submission. If he said I'm more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. If he said I'm an overcomer, I'm an overcomer. If he said he'll crush Satan under my feet, that's what he said. That's what he'll do. I believe his word, so I don't have to fear. I'm going to just believe him. I'm going to draw near to God. And as I draw near to God, he draws near to me. Somebody say amen. amen. How are we fighting the devil? Simply put, you don't. You are told to resist him and stand firm. Jesus fights for us. When we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, we come under his blood. The devil can no longer get at us. We are now loved. We are protected. We are sanctified. We are under the shadow of his wings. We live in this earthly reality, but there's nothing he can do to defeat us. We need to learn how to live in Christ, in the heavenly realms. I want to repeat what I said earlier. When we believe the devil's lies, we power him. When you believe his lies, you're empowering him. You're partnering with him. However, when you believe God's word, 
then you're empowering God and his system. You're protected from him. So when, what do I do when I'm attacked? What do I do? Well, I want you to read this verse with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk and we live in the flesh, we are not carrying our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, that hurt flesh and blood. But they are mighty before God for the overthrowing and destruction of strongholds. We refute, somebody say resist. We refute, resist. What do we refute? Arguments, theories, and reasonings. What's an argument? Well, Wayne, you know what? I know lots of people that didn't have their healing. It's an argument, resist it. What's happening is the devil is whispering on their shoulder and they're just repeating whatever comes into his, to their ear. Oh, Wayne, I can't handle it. The devil whispering in the ear? Yes. Yes. Did Jesus not turn around to Peter and say, get thee behind me, Satan? Because he just trumped out whatever first thought came into his head. He didn't even filter it. Theories. Well, now I think... I think I need to go back to that church, and I need to do this. And if I do this, and I do this, then I will get this. And I, 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 I. It's not about, it's your theory. You've got to do the word of God. Reasonings. Well, now, let's be practical about these things. It's just a sermon, Wayne. You don't really believe that stuff, do you? The fact of the matter is, ever heard someone say that? The fact of the matter is, we live in a broken world and a broken economy, and yes, we're all in debt, and that's why I don't tithe. The fact of the matter. The reality is, let me tell you, I'm going to grab you and shake you and get you real. You're so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. Oh, thank you. Say it again. You've just made my day. Please say it again. Could I be accused of that day in, day out? You're so heavenly minded. Because the last time I checked, when you're heavenly minded, you're pleasing God. And when you're earthly minded, it goes towards death. And you cannot even please God. Yes, boom. We are to refute those, stop them, and stand. We have to lead every one of those thoughts and those purposes captive to the obedience of Christ. I want to give you three things. Don't fight, come up higher. Resist in standing. How do you resist and stand? By doing these three things. Number one, identify the attack of the enemy. Number two, capture and replace. I'll describe it in a minute. And third, stand strong. That's how you fight the enemy. You stand and you resist. Let me give you an example. You walk into a room and the, the atmosphere's changed. You can cut it with a knife. You've all been there. You know? <laughs> There's an uns... What do you call it? An elephant in the room? Oh, sorry. You shouldn't talk about me like that in public. <laughs> There's something in that room. There's an atmosphere. Stop. Stop. Identify the attack. Lord, what's happening? Come up immediately higher. Lord, Holy Spirit, just show me. What is going on in this room? Is it a person? Is it something, a conversation? Is it what's on the TV? What's happening? What broadcast is the enemy putting out in that room? What lie? What deceit? 
What blinding of the eyes is he trying in this room? Then you do the second part. You capture and replace it. So hang on a minute. I've just walked into the room and now I suddenly feel panic. I feel anxiety. I feel depressed. I might even have suicidal thoughts. Stop. I need to capture that and replace it. So instead of that lie that says you're depressed, you say, no, I'm not. I have the mind of Christ. Instead of that thought coming into your head that says you're going to die of that disease, so no. The Bible says by his stripes I'm healed. And I capture it. I'm not dwelling on that. You come, I think it was Rob White once preached a sermon called the inverse attitude. The opposite. Take the opposite. Find it in the word of God. What's it say? Oh, you're going to be broke the rest of your life. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. It says, beloved, I pray that you prosper and be in health. I'm not. The economy is going down. Well, let it. I'm not part of it. I'm going to prosper over here. If God needs to, he can adjust my boiler to make sure that it doesn't cost me as much as yours. I'm going to believe him for a miracle. Oh, Wayne, that's not possible. I'm going to believe for it anyhow. You can be broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm coming up higher. I'm going to get the victory. God will provide. What if the electricity and the gas goes up to 1,000 pounds a month? So what? He'll provide. Our trustees are blessed. Somebody say amen, please. (laughs) They're looking at me now. (laughs) What do we do? We identify. And then what do we do? We capture and replace. Now we stand firm. Pay attention to the atmosphere of the room. Pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings. Oh, the devil loves to mess with your feelings. I'm feeling blue today. I'm feeling like I got out of the wrong... Well, get in the right side of the bed then. (laughs) Stop. What was it that was going through your mind? I'm not feeling good. I'm failing. I can't do this. Well, replace it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this. I was a South African. I used to train and do all this. I come across to this country. I get called in as a principal consultant into a firm way above my pay grade. And I'm thinking, they talk in acronyms I've never even heard of because it's all the British terminology and stuff. And I'm just like, so what? The head office was based in a far remote country called Northumberland. <laughs> they, talk, they talk in a special dialect. Uh, maybe you online know this dialect or something like it. Really weird, I, 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 we, you know, and all these funny words and stuff like this. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's like really weird. Uh, and um, so I'm, I, could hold, I, could, I could understand about 50% of what they were saying, let alone the engineering going on behind it. And I, I used to go to the bathroom and close the cubicle door and say, Jesus, help me, what's going on? I don't know how to do my job. I can't even understand these freaky people. I had to get a grip of that and say, I can do all things through Christ. That company started using me, sending me all around the world as a problem solver because God had given me insight and wisdom to solve a client's problem. I walk into the room and they're having a meltdown. I say, we can sort this for you. We just have to do this, 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 and this, and stuff. It'll cost you a million pounds and we'll do it. Oh, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go do it. And They loved it. And, And God gave me a niche. God used me. I can do all things through Christ. My goodness, put my shoulders back. I can do these things. Maybe the devil's lust sitting on your shoulder. You're going to die. You're going to die. Oh, no. I just read Psalm 91. With long life, he will satisfy me. No, I'm not going to die. 
I'll only die when he's ready for me. In fact, I love the way the Apostle Paul says it. He says, hmm, should I go or should I stay? This is a tough one. He said, do you know what? I'm going to stay because you need me here. But if it wasn't for you, I'd be gone. That's the attitude to have. (laughs) I'm not going to make it. The Bible says, let the poor say, I am rich. You replace it. You take the lie and you replace it with the word of God's truth. This is what we call resisting. This is how we fight the battle. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. He said, pray about everything. I just love it. Rhymes, doesn't it? Don't worry about anything. He said, pray about everything. Then you will experience God's peace. Then you will experience his peace. No, no, wait, wait. I don't want his peace. I want him to fix the problem. I don't want peace. I want him to fix it. I want it to go away. No, he's saying, when I'm asking you to stand strong and you get into peace. In, in fact, two or three verses later, the Apostle Paul there writes, he says, I have learned how to be content, whether I have much or less, but the peace of God has come in, and I'm okay. I'm resisting and I'm standing, and if I don't have, tough, I don't have, but I'm happy. He didn't say he accepted it. There's a difference between contentment and acceptance. You don't accept the lie that the devil puts on you. You resist it. And you say, I'm still content. I'm in his peace because I know my God is going to take care of this. He's going to set his angels free over them. He's going to unleash this or he'll do that. I'm just going to stand here and watch what God does. Isn't that amazing? When you get into that peace, when you come into that peace, then the God of peace, says, I will crush Satan under your feet shortly. All you have to do is stand firm and resist and say, oh no, you leave my grandkids alone. The word of God says the same spirit that's in me will be in my grandkids, the same word and same spirit in them and next generation and the following generation. I stand on Isaiah 59. I'm not moving. Devil, I refuse to budge. Stop. And they they go partying at night. (laughs) I don't care. Let them party. I still believe God's word. Oh, they come back a bit drunk, and they come back a bit high, and they come back, and I don't care. The Word of God, I believe that. You don't need to get on that case. Dawn, come here, sit down. The Bible says you're under the blood. And they tell you, stop it. You'll send them to hell. You stand and resist and say, I refuse. The Bible said that's my family. My family. Will you come up higher? Will you come up higher? What lie is the devil sitting on your shoulder telling you? Are you trying to put on the gloves and fight him? I know people that want to do this, and they they can say, right, I'm going to lock myself away for 24 hours or 48 or a week, and I'm not coming out. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to roll on the floor, and I'm going to go in, and I'm going to sing hallelujahs, and I'm going to do this. And It all sounds, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. That sounds like you're coming up only a little bit. You need to come up one level higher. Don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I, I've got this glove on. What, what lie is the devil telling you? What deception? Will we, 
Clean out stones. We, we even drive to church and say, I'm awake. I'm ready. What's the attack of the enemy? It could be little somebody going to walk. I walk in the door and bless you. I love you. But sometimes you don't think and you just come immediately and say the first thing that comes in. Well, Wayne, I think that's the problem. <laughs> Allow him. Get that spirit of wisdom. Get that spirit of wisdom. Would you stand with me?